Hello everyone, Mike Stokes, Wildlife Education. Today I'd like to talk about how to think like an ecosystem. Where to begin? So for years, or for most of human history, humans have been subject to the ecosystem for their survival. And obviously, that seems like it's not the case in our modern era. It seems like we can technologically um, design our way out of the ecosystem that supports us. While I believe that that is in theory possible, I think that what is vastly underestimated in most ecologists and scientists would agree is that the ecological functions served by a functioning and not just functioning but thriving ecosystem are incredibly difficult to replicate and take an incredibly long time period so what does it take to think like it? so so i guess the the, the first and important point is to, I don't know, if you're not already convinced that the ecosystem is important, I'm not going to try to convince you. And if you're not already convinced that um, we need to preserve biodiversity and we need to stabilize and slow down the human-induced changes to uh, our ecosystems and our environment, well, this isn't a talk for you. You need to be listening to whatever you need to listen to. Um, but if you do believe that, um, if you do believe that the ecosystem that we see around the planet are critical to preserve, not only for our basic air, temperature zones, crop growing, uh, but for medicines and, and other services, which I'm not going to go into too much detail here. This is just a surface level conversation about this stuff. If you believe that to be important, then you need to. I was thinking about a better way of recording, so sorry about the brain stop there. If you're believe that you need to start being like an ecosystem. So that is the big crux of the matter because the beauty of being human is that we can separate ourselves from everything in our mind and have a creative visualization of what we are and what society can be according to our own creative ideas. Everyone's creative. We just use our creativity in different ways, and sometimes we let our creativity be bound by cultural norms. But the act of being human is the act of creating your own identity and your cultural meaning and what it is to be alive on Earth. You, you can't really be alive in a human form without creating a 
belief structure, which is adding meaning to everything around you. Even if you're saying it's all meaningless and there's no God and there's no importance to anything and we're all just going to die and it's the black emptiness of space. Even if you believe that, you've added some meaning to that, some significance to that, some idea that that should motivate you in particular things that you do and don't do. So what I'm suggesting is that truly the only way that we are going to save our home, which uh, all you got to do is open your eyes and start looking at the numbers, uh, the the diversity decline, the wildlife decline, the, the pollution increase. Um, although there are regional stories where pollution will increase is going down, the, the massive decline is still happening. Um, and the the cultural conversation has started to shift around the climate. But what I'm suggesting is that that's insufficient. We can't just shift our conversation around the climate or we're just going to create a future problem that we can't foresee. Instead, what we need to do is become the change, like Gandhi says. So what? how do you become the change? You become, start to adopt and start to surround yourself and start to um, write and teach and research about the interdependence of all living things. So an ecosystem is interdependent by nature. That's what it is. It's dependent upon its bioregion, its uh, climactic base, and then its relationships between species and individuals. So you are the same as that. You know, there's a great, there's a lot of examples of ecosystems of social nature that have created great minds that we respect. So, for example, uh, in my world of uh, outdoor living, there's uh, Yvonne Chouinard, and, and I apologize, but the founder's name skips me at the moment, but the founder of North Face, those two pioneers were friends. Um, there's the group of um, Henry David Thoreau, Ralph Aldo Emerson, uh, Margaret Fuller, and uh, several others whose names escapes me at the moment, who ran together and interacted with one another. And they created a social ecosystem which transformed the way much of us think. So what I'm saying is, is that you're both a social ecosystem and a physical ecosystem with the world around you. The concrete around you affects you. The one plant in your living room affects you or the deep forest that you live in affects you. The, the big idea here is that the whole landscape is you. So you are not separate from the city, even if you live in the country. And you're not separate from the country, even if you live in the city. You're not separate from any of the places on earth at this point. You know, there was a time in our past when our impact was so small that you could believe that you were just one small part of the planet. But that's no longer even remotely possible to believe. So we all know this intellectually, but what I'm saying is something a little different. What I'm saying is, is that you have to practice being in the ecosystem in your mind. So you practice seeing the trees and even the concrete and your apartment as parts of you. When you see them as parts of you, then your relationship to them change. And if you see them not only as parts of you, but as um, 
family members and as uh, brothers and sisters and which you are completely interdependent with, then what's going to begin is a conversation which we can truly save the planet from our from us and not save the planet. Obviously, you don't save the planet, um, but you could keep it in a habitable and not just habitable, but a thriving zone. If you start to create cultural norms that are inherent in this idea of thinking like an ecosystem. So, for example, how can I tell a story around this? Um, I don't know how to tell a story about that yet, but instead what I'm going to do is tell you what happened to me when I started thinking in terms of a thousand years out. So if you're thinking in terms of a thousand years out, several things happen. One is, is that your ego isn't there. You're not going to be there in a thousand years. So you can't be just doing things for you. If you're trying to create something that has a thousand year impact, things of a thousand year impact are bigger than little political squabbles of the day. They are, what needs to be the conversations that we're having on a global scale, because that's who we need to become now that we live in an era where humans have so much physical power over the world. So what happened to me was the minute I started thinking about a thousand years out, my relationship to everything around me changed. I have a recently acquired a 40 acre parcel in which I'm working to make more regenerative and self-sufficient. And when I started thinking in terms of thousand-year timelines, little things that I would do that would be wasteful, that wouldn't be beneficial for the redwood trees that are going to be there a thousand years, started to fade into the back of my mind. And the things that started to come to the front of my mind were, what is it going to look like with that redwood tree being another... 200 feet tall and thicker and casting more shade and how can I embrace that new landscape and try to enhance it now also I also have to keep in mind that given where I live that in a thousand years the climate may change so much that that redwood may never be able to survive here anymore so I probably need to think about planting some trees that are more tolerant of different climates and see if they can thrive. So the point is, is that if you start to think on a different timeline or in the vitality of your region. So let's say you just start thinking about the vitality of the ecosystem of your microbiome. So that's a wonderful way to begin ecosystem thinking. If you remove the the environment that your microbiome needs in your gut to survive, you will become sick and die. You truly are an ecosystem on internal and external levels. We just don't think that way because we like to live in this delusion that we are all powerful individuals in control of our destiny. Um, so you have to come to peace with that. Yes, you are an all powerful creative being who can find creative solutions, but you are limited and bound by a physical relationship that is primarily ecosystem based.
So we all need to be mindful of our ecosystems. So when I started to think this way, and I'm still learning myself because it's so new and there's no support for it that I've been able to find yet. I mean, there is some. I just need to probably look a little harder. Um, and I would suggest that you do the same thing. And if you have any resources of people who are beginning to think this way as an ecosystem, let me know, please. I want to interact with them and talk to them. Um, I know the permaculture movement is uh, a, a lot of this. Um, so that's one resource. But I'm saying something a little bit different. I'm saying that not just focusing on the gardens and the food and everything. I'm talking about the entire thing being an ecosystem. And I know... Some permaculturists will say, yes, permaculture is about everything, but it, that, that's fine. Um, most of the books and the literature about permaculture at this point are about agriculture. Permanent agriculture is really what it's about. That's what the name implies. Okay, I'm digressing. So when I started to think about the ecosystem. And let me say it a different way. When I remember to think of myself as an ecosystem, everything works better. And my life has a more beneficial impact on that which surrounds me and that which is inside of me. And that in turn feeds me. That's the key. The key is, is when you start nurturing your ecosystem inside and out, socially, physically, economically, and, and otherwise, when you start seeing the outside as the inside and the inside as the outside, while at the same time acknowledging that there are unique creative differences between each individual and each species, but that we are fundamentally intertwined and interlinked, then everything gets better. Literally, health, w- wealth, Happiness. Now, wealth, when I say wealth, I don't mean the narrow Western definition of wealth. Wealth really has to be redefined as something that has us to have, enables us to have more opportunities while enhancing the overall life of the whole. Because wealth, the way we think about it in Western cultures, at least, uh, or in modern cultures, for lack of a better term, is, is individual terms. Wealth is not individual. I'm sorry to say, you know, sure, capitalism is important in its realm of harnessing the creative power of the individual. But wealth is collective. If the collective falls apart, the wealth of the individual will insulate you for a while, but ultimately you will be destroyed if the wealth of the collective doesn't come together. All you got to do is look at the countries in the world. You know, the I live in the United States, so that I live in a privileged, economic, wealthy country. Um, If I lived in Bangladesh or if I lived in um, Somalia, the whole of that artificial country border and cultural outline would totally change and limit my possibilities and my wealth. So the whole is really where the wealth is. And I think that's why we fight so much politically in America. It's it's a fight. People want to be wealthy. That's pretty much the bottom line. People want to be wealthy and they see 
these different um, ideas and ideas of sharing as a threat to their individual wealth. And, you know, it's really true. You could probably go through your individual life and have what would be considered a very wealthy individual existence. Um, but and, and then, you know, die a wealthy person. But most likely you're not going to die a happy person unless you're contributing. Now, you can contribute in a small scale, in a small way, in your small identified group. And that will make you feel good because that's the way we're designed. We're designed to be tribal um, creatures from way back because we didn't have to think about billions of other people's thought forms and identities back then. All we had to do was survive in our small little band. So your body is designed to give you rewards when you help your small band thrive. So somehow we have to create a cultural identity in which we go against our own innate biology for small band thinking and train our minds to identify with the global collective, with the global ecosystem, and then transform that connection into our personal life. And that personal life is what I'm trying to say is an illusion in its independence. It is not independent. It is completely dependent upon the external world. Even if you're a prepper and you're living outside the norm, you're still totally dependent upon this world, whether it's for your mason jars, your solar panels, uh, your inverter, or for rootstock for your fruit trees, or for the air that you breathe and the water that you drink, or the purifier that you use to take the toxins out of your polluted drinking water, you are completely dependent upon the outside world. Personally, I don't want to live in a world in which technology replaces nature. I would like to live in a world in which nature and technology complement one another. I'm a big fan of sci-fi, and whenever they create a utopian society in a sci-fi movie, it's inevitably one that is a small cityscape or a small um, human enclave surrounded by greenery and water and waterfalls, and those are thriving, functioning ecosystems. So that's pretty much what most all of us want. We just think that there's this false choice between that and a happy, thriving life. You know, there may need to be some of us who are standout heroes. There, there does. There needs to be some of us who are standout heroes who sacrifice immensely in order to turn this boat around. There needs to be tons of us. Um, I'm not claiming to be one of those. I'm just trying to do my little part. Uh, but... <sighs> I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to turn you off of the path because it doesn't have to look like sacrifice. It'll probably be the most rewarding thing that you ever do, the most life-enhancing thing that you ever do, to begin to think like an ecosystem. But there is an adjustment period, and we need to build a tribe of people who are completely aligned with that idea. And I know that that tribe already exists out there, but we need to keep connecting more because a lot of us just live in isolation 
um, and don't really have strong connections to the others that are trying to work towards this. Okay, that's how I feel like we can save the habitable zone and actually potentially thrive as a species on Earth in the long term.